and welcome to the Fan Fiction Book Club podcast, a weekly podcast that explores the good, the bad, and the cringy of fan fiction, hosted by me, Poppy, and my lovely co-hosts, SG, Hey, Ollie, Hiya, and T-Stan. Hello! Every month, we scour the internet to bring you four different fanfic reads, and our theme this week is Super Mario. Um, check out our website at fanfictionbookclub.com or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at fanfictionados for the full lineup of our stories for the month and to connect with us on the web. Okay, so our story this week was called Man of War, and it is by drones dash of dash innocence drones of innocence on fanfiction.net um was published uh in 2019 october of 2019 and on halloween actually uh, um and it's about 15,000 words it's just a one-shot fanfic um and it uh follows the plot of uh paper mario and the thousand year door and it's like the whole concept of it is when Mario and his gang of sidekicks are battling the final boss, spoilers for Thousand Year Door, um, <laughs> they're battling the final boss of the Shadow Queen and the Shadow Queen gives, the, gives him the option, will you serve me? And Mario says yes instead of no. And then that's like the basis of the story goes in where the shadow queen like it puts mario to sleep and like wakes him up to like periodically to like pillage and storm like lands and like uses him as a weapon and then puts him back to sleep and he he's like dreaming different things and and serving the queen and Eventually, he starts to realize that what he's doing is wrong, and he is trying to fight it, but then the queen's like, I will give you a thousand nightmares for this. And so then he's going in and into, like, one nightmare, and then he wakes up in a different nightmare, and he wakes up in a different nightmare, and it's just like, it's a lot of dreams. This is a lot of dreams. Also, this story is very confusing if you don't know the plot of Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door. <laughs> I second that. <laughs> so yeah be aware of that uh what did you guys continue on with the plot huh um um i i think that was enough to kind of get us started. so i thought this was a really interesting way of approaching this story of um it being from mario's like a limited third person of Mario's perspective instead of doing like an omniscient third person that would know everything going yeah. on. And because of his limited third person perspective, it's very disorienting how he's experiencing what's going on around him. Yeah. And yes. I kind of teetered between, is this like really good writing that the author is doing where you're really disoriented or did they do a bad job of explaining what was happening? I wasn't sure which one it was because I wasn't familiar with the story that this is referencing with the shadow queen. 
But mm-hmm. there were some points where I felt like um, the description of him being disoriented could have been better put than it was. It was almost confusing, but not confusing in a in an intentional way um, at certain points in the story. But um, but I did think it was interesting, and I mean it it was a passable uh, attempt at writing writing that disorientation. Mm-hmm. And then him interacting with Peach uh, later on in the story, not quite knowing if that's fiction or reality or dreamland um, mm-hmm. happening. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I like, like, I understand, like, if the whole thing is he's dreaming and he doesn't really realize that he's dreaming. And then when he starts to figure it out, he's like oh this is a dream so but it feels some of them feel really real so it's like well does he just think it's a dream and it's really it's real and it's like that's probably what the author was going for but it was confusing yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i enjoyed that part though i like not knowing what was going on that just kind of made me want to read more like i don't obviously i don't know the story of this what this is referring to um so what was real what wasn't real was that really peach in his dreams like and it made me want to read more and i actually enjoyed this story quite a bit i liked how it was it was very dark yeah it was very dark definitely it was nice to see the juxtaposition between like you know even if you don't know paper mario or anything like that they're very happy games yeah, everything's yeah. very bright and colorful. Um, it's definitely a game that you think you look at and go like, okay, this is for children. Hmm. So it was nice to see something like darker in that world. Yeah, um, But totally. it was very disorienting. At least for me, I had a hard time keeping up versus like what was, was it... real, what wasn't. Uh-huh. Was it having a hard time keeping up or was it oh, having a hard time like staying interested in what was happening Uh, both both i'm gonna go with both um i know that personally and i feel bad saying this out loud um but i skipped like i skimmed through most of the like nightmare section Mm -hmm. because it just didn't appeal to me i was just like Mm -hmm. okay cool he doesn't know what's dreaming and what's real yeah (laughs) I'm just not a big fan of those types of narratives. Yeah, I get it. Um, I've I've never been a a fan of in writing um, a character being like kind of stuck in a dream. You know, like what's they wake up and they think it's real, but it's a dream. Because like I seeing it like in a movie or a TV show, like you can kind of tell because it's like it's lit differently or like this it sounds different or something like that you know but mm-hmm. in a, in word form it's really hard to get to get that yeah what's yeah. real and what's not and that's probably what the author was going for so uh-huh. if that's what they were going for great woo yeah you did it <laughs> you know um and i'm sure that is what they were going so mario he yeah, he accepts Shadow Queen, 
And then he ends up in like these dreams, the the nightmares. The first nightmare he wakes up and all of his companions, um, he's in Paper Mario. He's got five companions that you can like switch between and they all have different abilities and stuff. So all of his companions are dead. And then he goes and he sees Peach and she's alive and he's like, we got to go. And she's like, okay. But then like rot, the ceiling crumbles down and crushes her and she's dead. Um, and he wakes up and it's like, Peach is there again. And she goes to like kiss him, but then she's like, haha, just kidding. I can never love anyone like you. And then he's like, uh, I'm sad. And then wakes up again. And I, I guess like that happens a lot, but the next dream that we see is Mario running to save Peach from an execution. Peach is about to be executed for being the Shadow Queen. And he goes and he saves her and they run. And this is actually a really nice dream. And he tells her that he loves her. And she's like, come drink water and you'll be you'll be okay. And he drinks the water and he starts feel and he feels better. And she's like, you can break out of this, you can do this. And then he wakes up again. But I think the next time he wakes up is the real one, I think. Yeah, because kind of you you find out later in the story that um, Princess Peach has been, and I didn't know she had like, I mean, I guess she has magical powers, but I didn't realize she had this much magic to yeah. her. She she does but in the in the game. She she does in the game in that game specifically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because she's she's slowly uh, you find out through the story that she's been trying to communicate with uh mario as the story goes on so as he becomes controlled by the shadow queen he has these lucid moments where he kind of wakes up and he's like i don't know where i am and he hears what, what does she say something about a solstice or yeah so the, sum like the summer solstice is coming that's when the light is the br the brightest yeah and then we can take her out because the shadow queen is all about darkness yeah. and she doesn't let any light in and stuff so yeah summer solstice is the the time okay um yeah which yeah. does doesn't actually really come into play in the end i mean i guess it kind of came into play cuz supposedly the summer solstice happened when peach was able to connect with and find his physical body because yeah. she was only able to communicate with him through his dreams. And I wasn't quite understanding how, because at some points she just like passed off an idea to him, but somehow she ended up inside of his uh, dream about Peach being executed, but she wasn't in that dream too. Like she was able to fit herself into it i'm not sure how she like asked astral projected Something herself like into her dream yeah into his, dream. into his dream about her but then um she's eventually able to find the physical him and they're able to leave and mario is just like in a total a total broken down state from kind of the, yeah. the mental torture of going yeah. through all of these experiences of somebody that he loves and cares for dying in front of his eyes in a thousand different ways. 
Did she get yeah. to a thousand or did Peach end up getting to him before she got to a thousand? I have no idea. It, he, cause he says he watched her die like a hundred times. So it might've just been like a hundred or I hundreds. Didn't, I didn't know if he literally counted or if that was just an expression. I feel like it was just an expression. So I haven't, I don't know. Yeah. She broke him out early and he wakes up and is in the middle of the final battle again. It's like, oh, I don't know how long he was asleep during that this entire time. Yeah. Just a couple minutes or something. I don't know. But, but yeah, he wakes up and like, oh, the, the battle time. And Peach is like, take the, the last of my power. And then like shines a light. And then the he gets all of his health back. And the, the Shadow Queen, <laughs> the Shadow Queen is... Do you disobey me? And and they fight the Shadow Queen, and mm-hmm. they win, and it's great. And then Mario and Peach leave uh, the town uh, to go back home. Um, and Mario's like, still dreaming. And the princess is like, no. Here's what happened. I was able to to help you out of those dreams and I didn't know how many dreams she had put you through at that point but I got to you and this is real this is super real also I love you too and then they both fall asleep and it's really sweet did you guys like that it had a happy ending considering how dark it started out yeah I don't think I could handle it if it didn't have a happy ending yeah (laughs) I feel like such a horrible person. That would have been so interesting if he was just like completely scarred and he just couldn't see Peach as a real person anymore. I I mean, to be fair, though, it doesn't really go into that much detail about that happy ending. So if you want to believe that he is totally traumatized, like... That's my canon. (laughs) He probably is totally traumatized and he will be for a long time. Um, that's what I got from him asking the last time if everything was real I was like mm -hmm. oh this is gonna mess him up for a while yeah yeah I almost kind of wanted it to end like wakes up from another dream like he was still in the dream state kind of wanted it not to have like a bow at the end just to make it more interesting I like that it had a bow at the end and that, you know, he was with his love and things were going to work out, even though he's still probably going to be really messed up. But I don't know. I mean, I wanted but at the play. same time, he was afraid to go to sleep. Like, yeah, he was really scared to go to sleep because yeah. he didn't want the happiness to end. So I, I know several authors who were just like, yeah, I wrote this because I didn't want to be attacked. By the fandom. I mean, yeah. does, does the fandom doing? come for people on fanfiction.net, though? I, well, I mean, don't they've got their remember. comments. What, are there any comments on this one? I don't know. Let's check it out. Maybe that'll be a regular thing we add, is reading the comments. Yeah, the comments. But there, there are four reviews. Oh, what do they say? Let's see. Uh, Smash Bros fan 96 Jr. said, oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. 
As someone who played the Thousand Year Door multiple times, this is one of my favorite takes on the Shadow Queen. And I absolutely love how hopeless everything is and how she ment mentally tortures Mario. Although I wish he was more aware of what he was doing under the Queen's control instead of being sp a spaced out mess. And stories like these make me wish I had, I did a lot more with my, my version of her where she never vanished, created a new body, and with the help of her new servant and the crystal stars, some make me go, wow, wow I wish I thought nerdy. of that. Okay, so obviously this okay. guy wrote a fan fiction. Uh, <laughs> the ending of that comment was weird. Anyways, okay. um, La La Lay said, that was an awesome epic story. I loved all the myriad plot twists and the depths of the dreams, and I loved that after all the darkness, there was a happy ending. The one with Peach being hanged reminds me of this fan art going around where Toad executes her xd i'm uh, glad that one wasn't real <laughs> um and then meta blade said wow i have no words except to say that this is one of the best mario fanfics i've ever read i'm seriously in love with the way you depicted the dark atmosphere and the emotional torture mario must be going through the nightmares the transitions from each scene to the next and the well-worded descriptions really pulled me in. It's a beautiful, amazingly dark story. The ending was bittersweet and adorable at the same time. Hats off to you. So yeah, everyone likes it. Oh, that's yeah. good. And I did, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. Um, I just I found it confusing at times, which I think was just what they were going for. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I appreciated that. Um, I guess going going into the Mario fandom for this month I wasn't quite sure what to expect from the types yeah. of stories that they would tell like are they all just like really silly or just uh Mario Peach couple fanfic things or like what's the breakdown of the different types of stories that people are telling and I was mm -hmm. pleasantly surprised at this one that it took a darker uh had had a darker perspective on uh the Mario franchise so yeah. I, I did like that and and like I said I like the idea of where they were going with having him disoriented and everything I think maybe just with like a little more proofreading um and maybe having a beta reader or something that could have told them like this is confusing but I don't think it's confusing in the way that you want it to be I think mm -hmm. this could have been like a really good like a really really good story instead of just like an all right good story yeah yeah but i mean they, they still i think they still did a good job um something i totally was not expecting from this fandom how did you find this story poppy or what kind of drew you to picking it for I, the group I was, I was just looking through fanfiction.net just trying to find something that uh was uh looked good mm -hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> Because my last pick, for those of you who listened to our last oh, our Cinderella podcast last oh, year, last month, my pick for Cinderella was just bad. So I was looking for something to redeem myself. <laughs> I, I think this is redeemable. I yeah. think it's redeemable. Yeah. I, think I, I think I did that. So that's that's yeah. where that's where my head was. <laughs> Snaps to Poppy. Thanks. So, um, in terms of. Uh character development what did what did you think of how the author portrayed the characters liked it 
like Shadow Queen was evil and dark, which was great. That's what she is. And Peach wanted to help Mario as much as she could, but she couldn't because she was trapped. And Mario, this was a very big character diversion for Mario because he gave in to the villain. He does not ever do that. So that was interesting, but I did like liked it. So, yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. For sure that you have to know, really know the characters from Thousand mm-hmm. Your Door. Um, but just in terms of a generic villain, I think that it was done really well. I am not I'm not familiar with the Paper Mario series. So I didn't understand half of these names. But <laughs> yeah. um but I kind but I definitely got the gist through the story. It wasn't like completely blindsided. I have no idea what they're talking about. Oh god. Yeah. Uh-huh. For the Shadow Queen, what did you guys think about that kissing aspect of her like manipulation of Mario? Does does the Shadow Queen wear Peach's body? Yes. So in the Thousand Year Door, the Shadow Shadow Queen is is like this is the thousand year old monster that's locked away behind the thousand year door. Uh-huh. Um, like bad guys get into the thousand year door and they've kidnapped Peach to be a vessel for the Shadow Queen so that the Shadow Queen has a body. Okay, um, I read so that so right. She can control everything. Yeah, so, so then Shadow Queen is inside of Peach. So Shadow Queen is inside of Peach. Prior to Mario coming and starting that final battle, like saving Peach is the objective. Yes. I guess I was confused on that because I thought she was just wearing, like, she just looked like Peach. Yeah, that's why I wanted clarification because I wasn't sure. Yeah. Like, because they had that weird, like, kissing thing where he liked, he liked her kissing him or whatever. Yeah. She was, like, really cold and stuff, like, Edward. Yeah. Like or something. <laughs> I'll bring Twilight in this. <laughs> yeah, I, I got Twilight vibes from those moments. <laughs> but um, yeah, I wasn't quite sure if she was just using uh, Peach's body to manipulate him or something, if he even recognized that she was Peach, because it didn't seem like he acknowledged her as Peach when, I don't know. when she I don't know. was a vessel for this entity. In the game, he knows. I don't know if in this story he did. She when he was like all yeah, when uh, he was all like all controlled out. If I knew more about the game, I wouldn't have been so confused because I felt like Mario was very confused with everything going on. So like, I felt like the author was trying to put us into Mario's head. Oh, a lot of a lot of things I I didn't understand, but I thought it was meant to not. I was meant not to understand. So, uh, did we have any other comments on characters? Not for me. I'm good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I guess we can move on to the writing. I know. I know. I've I've kind of talked about the writing style a bit already, but kind of in general, what are your thoughts on the writing? Uh. Well. 
I mean, ignoring that some of it was confusing, I thought there's really good description. Um, like when Mario was describing the 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 queen, he just used really very like strong images. Like I really got a good sense of who the queen was, how dark and lonely he was feeling. Um, a lot of very sensory imagery going on. Um, I thought it was well written, but it, yes, I was just very confused <laughs> throughout the, the the story. But I felt like the confusion was supposed to be intentional. But I don't know. I liked the story overall. Uh, and the author did do a lot. Uh, uh, the author did do well um, with describing, like of the the sensations Mario was feeling like he was cold and or like he was scared but also like like tempted by the queen it's like um you could get why he fell into her trap you know I um I agree and I'm also going back to what I was saying before about you know having it be kind of disorienting timeline wise um but i felt like the descriptors were really really good um i just wish there'd been i don't know more dialogue between him and peach or the queen or something i felt like it was too much um too, a little too much uh, exposition. Mm-hmm. But I can also see where that would be, like, the point. Where it's all, like, he's noticing things in his environment. Not uh-huh. so much hearing things. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I th- I think that the, the breakdown of the story to being, like, three quarters exposition to a quarter dialogue, I think it makes sense. Um... It just could have been executed a little tiny bit better. But these are just like fan-made stories, so that's just oh, yeah. me being nitpicky. Because I I think that the author's writing style, um, the language was easy to follow. If the concept, even if the concept kind of wasn't at certain points, uh, when Mario was disoriented, but mm-hmm. um. As the as the story goes on and his mind kind of clears up and we're getting into the dreamscapes, I think the author did a good job of describing those environments so that you could follow what was happening in those situations specifically. Um, and then the dialogue between Peach and Mario was minimal, but it made sense because they're just kind of in a traumatic situation and they don't really have time to have full-fledged conversations. It's just kind of like a sentence here and there to kind of help Mario um, feel a little more solid as a person since he's been through this disorienting experience and traumatic experience. True, true. Yeah. So I think think that um, as the story went on, the writing got better for me and the choices that the author made um, with the dialogue and with the descriptions made sense. Um, in the context of how they were used, so I th- I think that I think that 
the writing was good and I, I could follow it as it was being written. It was just some of the concepts at the beginning um, yeah. could have been executed better. But there weren't like glaring spelling issues or um, sentence structure problems or anything like that um, that took me out of it. I thought it was cool um, that in the author's comment section part, she was saying she was inspired by Lana Del Rey and Radiohead. I noticed that. <laughs> did, I did not <laughs> notice that. Was that down at the bottom? Did you read the author? Yeah, yeah all the way at the bottom. Gotta read the author. Her catalyst for writing this was Lana Del Rey's uh, Doing Time uh -huh. rendition. Yeah, there's there's a really long author's note at the weekend. At the, I love an author's note. At the weekend, note. at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I almost never read the author's notes. I don't know. I... Well, if, if I'm just reading for myself, I never read the author's notes. But for this, I'll read them because I'm always curious oh. what they're thinking. She, the the author's ones. never read The Thousand Year Door. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I mean, she did research. Yeah. She did research. She absorbed it the same way we did. Just I, I mean, yeah. and then it was it was pretty it was pretty accurate to the game. So I'm I'm impressed. So Poppy, did you you did research after picking this I, one to know that, or have you played that game? I, I have. I watched the Game Grumps play through. Oh. Okay, because I was um, like, you seem to have like a very distinct knowledge of this plot that I'm no, surprised I've, I've about. Watched, I've watched their playthrough a couple of times, so it's like I know know what's supposed to happen. So it's like, yeah, but I've never played it myself. Okay. So, you'd, so you'd be the only person in the group uniquely qualified to answer how well it stuck to the fandom. Yeah, um, you. So what do you think? I think I think it went. Uh, she stuck stuck to it pretty well. There was only one character, I think it was Miss Mouse, um, that she said was a one of Mario's companions, and that character is not one of Mario's companions. That's just like this, like he's like a rat thief that just shows up periodically throughout the game and isn't actually a companion. So that's like the one thing that she didn't really get right. But other than that. Great. <laughs> Turn to a canon in terms of canon. Oh, that's that's good to know. That's interesting yeah. that she she didn't actually uh, play, yeah. but that was just interested by that concept. That's so funny because I wonder yeah. how many uh, fandoms are just people doing that. They don't necessarily know much about the fandom but they get like an, a little idea bug in their head that just they need to get out in writing probably more than we think yeah, yeah probably that'll be interesting to see through the rest of the fandoms that we decide to do if those are also that's also included in author's notes if this person has ever yeah. actually watched the show or or yeah. whether or not that changes anything uh-huh. And it, it's it's weird in, in the Mario world because none of us are really, like, we're not huge fans of the Mario universe ourselves, so it's kind of difficult for us to compare things to the Mario canon, however limited it may be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
but um yeah going forward to other other fandoms that'll be interesting to kind of compare and think about because i always think about uh these people being like super fans they're like i know everything about this fandom and i will write this the way it should have been written um that's always how I envision it too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and there's occasionally people who just want to like explore ideas, and this individual um, seems to be one of them, which is very cool. Mm-hmm. I usually find that work more interesting because um, it comes. I feel like it comes from a more creative place than the the super fans that are like, "This is my truth." <laughs> <laughs> But, oh yeah, the yeah. ones that get angry that the show didn't end the way they wanted. Yes, those ones. Oh my goodness. Yes. Their author notes are so like whiny. They're like, this is how it should have ended. Hashtag not my Harry Potter or whatever. <laughs> With Harry yeah. Potter, it's it's always um epilogue. What epilogue? And people totally disregard the epilogue they and do write disregard their own the stuff. Epilogue. I was okay I'm with not- the Harry Potter epilogue. It did not offend me. I know some people think that it just it was like tied up too neatly, and it's like I don't know. I mean, Harry Potter deserves a happy ending. He deserves to to marry Ginny and have some children. Like, come on! (laughs) I mean, but like, how else? How else would that have ended? No, I I, I don't know how else it would have realistically ended. Like, unless the Dementors won. I don't know that we're getting off topic. Yeah, whatever. Topic. <laughs> we can we can talk about that when we do Harry. Yeah, when Potter. we do Harry Potter, we'll probably have to do Harry Potter a couple times. There's a lot to yeah. unpack in that fandom. Yeah, I have a I have a lot to say about Harry Potter. So <laughs> you do. That might be a whole season. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to just want to add, still a little off topic, but um, is that I I have been that person who was like not my ending or whatever. And just the amount of anger it puts in a person, it's not healthy. No, yeah. it isn't. So if anyone's, like, thinking about that, you know, just take a breath, step back. It's okay. It's, it's fiction. It's fiction. Don't be mad. So can you guys, I'm curious, like, what what content have you consumed that you've seen, read, or uh, watched the ending of that just, like, created an angry reaction in you that like this isn't how this should have ended like is are there any is there anything oh, you i met your mother of? how i met, oh, your, I met mother? your mother oh gosh <laughs> i never followed that show i mean it was a really good show like the continuity of it was so good like they had running gags that went through the entire uh show and then the last season was solely dedicated on one weekend, one wedding. And then the season finale, the two people that got married got divorced. And they coupled them up with different people. It's like, what? <laughs> Why would you do that? Why would you spend an entire season on one couple and then break them up? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> If you could rewrite it, you'd put them together. Yeah. And they'd stay together. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they should have stayed together. Come on. Is is how I met your mother though? on our list? I don't 
I was gonna say, do you hear that though? That that's the anger. That's I know, I know that's the anger. <laughs> I know, I know, I felt that anger, but I can't think of what I've watched or read recently that uh, brought that anger out of me. It hasn't happened recently. I yeah, know that there's I, things that I have, there is content I've consumed where I've been like, this is ridiculous. I'm never going to touch anything from this fandom ever again. This is the worst way this could have ended. And I'm so disappointed. I know I've had that feeling, but I can't think of what I've had it about. <laughs> no, it's like a lot of times, a lot of times it's just shows like TV shows that go on for like a season too long. Mm-hmm. That seems like you every know? TV it's show. It's like Game of Thrones. <laughs> Supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> Supernatural is like in season 15, 16, 17. Oh, don't talk. Please don't talk about it. Just talk. Oh, no. What more do they have to do? No, not, no, it not the, ended, I'm not even a Supernatural fan. I just know that it's It should have ended after forever. season five. Like, season five was the perfect wrap up Supernatural. Oh, wow. Stop watching at season nine. <laughs> That's commitment. You went farther than I did. <laughs> Uh, I usually only like, watch a show for three seasons, and if it goes on longer than that, it's gonna very, very rare that I'll keep watching. I, I'm trying to think of like what what a, what content did I consume? That I'm sure the minute we end this, I'll think of what it think was, and then it's irrelevant at that point. <laughs> but I've I've been pretty careful lately about watching stuff that watching and reading things that I know I'm going to like. So, yeah. 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 yeah Part of the reason I don't go too far into, like, anime <laughs> because I don't trust it. <laughs> I found this really cute one on Netflix. It's about the inner body, like, like almost like Ozzy and Tricks, that American cartoon. The cells. Yeah, the oh, cells one, and there's like a little yeah. red blood cell, and then there's like this really stoic white blood cell who just like watch murders that. everything. It's really it's cute. Dr. Oh Dr. Mike react to that on YouTube. Oh my <laughs> What gosh. did he say? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember. It was a couple of months ago. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. It I think was, he liked it. It was really cute. I've I've only been, I'm only like four episodes in, so I'm not sure where it goes, but I like the characters. Um, white blood cell is my favorite. He's got that stupid th- antenna on his head <laughs> to like alert him when something happens. But um, yeah, that's a cute one. So anyway, um, did you did you guys have any other thoughts or comments on the story? Just like any interesting ideas it brought up in your head about the Mario fandom, the story specifically about fan fiction in general. For me. Yeah. Okay. Shall we rate this out of five mushrooms? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What are your Let's thoughts? Let's to mushrooms. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give this uh four mushrooms because I oh. thought it was pretty good, but I think there is still room for improvement. So yeah, four out of five. I will also give a four out of five mushrooms. I enjoyed the story. Um, I thought it was nice to get a perspective of Mario and like a darker, 
a darker view of the Mario world. Um, yeah. Nice. What do you Um, think, T-Stan? I would give it... Let's go three mushrooms. I thought (gasps) it was well-written. And it was, again, agreeing with Ollie, really interesting to see a darker side of it. But I just couldn't keep up. I don't know if it's my brain or just the way that it was written. But I got a little confused in the middle, and then it kind of lost me. So, three. I would give this story, um, I would say three and a half, possibly three and three quarters mushrooms. Yeah. I'm I'm teetering between three and four for the reason that I kept bringing up, just that... I think that with some like beta reading or something, the author could have gotten a second opinion on uh, how to make the story disorienting and confusing without necessarily confusing the reader on the flow of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just because that was like literally the first third of the story, like it was, it was a pretty significant part of it that, um, yeah that proofreading was kind of missing from. So I think a 3.5 for that. But otherwise, I did enjoy the story. I like the darker angle. I always like dark stories. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so that was, it was good. I, th- I think they did a good job. And I, I enjoyed reading it if I was a bit confused at the beginning. Thank you for listening to the Fan Fiction Book Club. Our pick this week was Man of War by Drones of Innocence. You can find this story and more of the author's work on fanfiction.net. The song is Funkorama by Kevin McLeod. You can find more of Kevin's music on incompetech.filmmusic.io slash artists slash kevin dash mcleod the works discussed on the fan fiction book club are not our own all characters mentioned belong to their original authors until next week bye